Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is A New World Order and I am Chancellor Zancy Weber, the National Council of Zane Australia, here with my colleagues from across the seas, one who has a headache and one who gives everyone else a headache. Aww. I currently have a headache, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Sebastian of the United States of World America, the leader that you got, not the one that you want. Wait, wait, all the way around. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Damn it. Yeah, that's uh, inadvertently poignant. And I'm Andy Shostler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you're joining us for the first time, boy, do we have some news for you. Oh, no. This is officially our fifth last episode. <gasps> mm-hmm. We the will Penta, be Penta, 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 Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> we will be calling, uh, calling an end to a new world order in its current form at episode 150. This is episode 146. So, a lot of catching up to do. A lot of catching up to do. You have 145 episodes to go back and figure out how exactly our nations ended up like they did. If I could add that 145 episodes of me defending all the horrible things that have happened (laughs) in Andropolia, I think that may put it in context. It's... um. If you want to support us in our last throws, go become a Patreon. We just recorded uh, our last Patreon episode, and it was a very long one where we basically went over the state of our nations as they were and how they kind of differed from where we wanted them to be. Uh, Very fun. Go do that. Now, if you're wondering if we're going to mess with each other in these last five episodes, the answer is the same as it's always been. So Australia will be very level-headed, and and be the responsible person at the table. However, <laughs> only because you spent all your veto points. I stand by that. <laughs> However, both Andropolia and World America have veto points to spend and influence uh, the the decisions made in other countries. So currently, Andropolia is in the lead, and if I can maintain my own level head and not interfere with either of you two then Andropolia wins. And the system proves that you know freedom is best. See, I see this as a Mexican standoff, but only <laughs> one of you also has a gun. <laughs> and it's not Zane. <laughs> because all I have to do is watch Andrew to make sure he doesn't wreck, with, wreck my stuff while I systematically only wreck Zane's stuff. Oh, I'm in full support of that. <laughs> I mean, sure. I don't think Zane's trailer can be wrecked at this point. I think it takes more than five decisions to wreck a nation. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not looking at taking you down in a statistical sense. 
Just in a moral just sense. Just in a moral sense, yeah. You realise I get to pick the issues I bring to the table. Yeah, sure. <laughs> are, we, are we talking bipartisan action here? I think so. We, is, is hate of, of Zane Australia going to bring us to the table? Yeah, we've united both sides of the bench and we've we got this. It's very interesting considering the amount of animosity that was on that side of the table nary 10 episodes ago. If there's one thing Vault America is famous for... It's flip-flopping. It's its cheese exports. And the second thing is its forgiveness. It's exactly and its right. denial that it has and done Andrew wrong Polian ever. Hart's demand to be clogged with Submerican cheese. Well, in... <laughs> with that all said, Zane Australia has an issue. Please. Electile dysfunction. Oh, I can't wait to ruin this. Stung by an extensive expose in the Zainstralian city, Zainstralia city tatla of faulty and corrupt election processes, certain members of parliament are loudly demanding that the Electoral Commission of Zainstralia revisit the current voting system. There are five options. Oh, it's an expensive wreck for me. Yeah. What's wrong with a plurality voting system? Rhetorically questions MP Sarah Jekyll. Count the votes and the candidate with the most votes wins. It's the simplest and cheapest methodology. And it creates a stable two-party system without any radicals wasting Parliament's precious time. What more could you want? And the MP leans forward and continues in a hushed tone. It's the best way to ensure our party stays in power indefinitely. Well, Uh, there's a good idea. I was going to veto that one. Because it seemed too sensible. <laughs> and then I thought, I don't think Zane wants a strict two-party system. I definitely do not. I would yeah. prefer no parties. Yeah. So I'm going to leave that one. I mean, I'm going to hear all the options first anyway, but I am definitely think I'm leaving that one on the table because I know he doesn't want that one. As with any nation-state's policy, just wait for that last sentence. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no matter how reasonable it sounds, just, just wait for it to turn. Yep. <laughs> Our current electoral system needs only a little tweaking says Anna Quagmire, a member of the Electoral Commission. Why don't we adopt instant runoff voting? That way people can vote for their favourite candidates, plus their second and third choices without worrying whether they're mainstream enough. We'll need to hire a few more people at the Electoral Commission to tally the rounds of votes. But honestly, I don't see that as a problem. So we do that here in Australia. I know that's not widespread. I don't think the US has a well, they don't really when it comes to presidential election. It's this guy or that guy. Um, but we do that here. Um, you put the well, we vote for the party here, not necessarily the candidate, but you know, sort of both. Um, but you'll vote for like the good party, and then the second good party, and then the bad party, pretty much in that order. That was as vague you, as I could be. Three. <laughs> Unless, like, um, no. Usually, there's like nine candidates. It does depend. In my district this year, for the last election, there was four yeah. on the tally but then again you get the senate sheet which you can also do number preferentials and you can have like 60 votes to do yeah. it just but you don't it is to. more complicated and like that and that's like honestly the one problem i have with say australia the biggest problem i have to center at the moment is the tax system so if i can avoid spending money i will and that's only the second of five options but not a terrible option to be fair like not we, a we, we live in a society where that is a functioning idea yes and uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Now is the time to completely overhaul the electoral system, cries Doug Wolf, chairperson of a single-issue political party dedicated to legalising peacock wrestling. We need proportional representation now. If we adopt party list proportional representation with open lists, political minorities will gain seats relative to the popular vote and actually have a voice. The centrists have dictated government policy for too long. Let the political fringes speak! 
he had me at Heacock <laughs> Wrestling. <laughs> oh, you and I you stopped want, listening. <laughs> you want Zane Straley to edge into the wrestling market? I, we I, have a much stronger economy. Zane, I literally, he said that and I, <laughs> I glazed over and was like, how many veto points do I need to spend to make this happen? And I don't really get in catch the rest, Andrew, but this is a good or a bad one. <laughs> well, so adopt party list proportional representation with open lists. Uh, so basically this is, if you get a vote, you get that much of a say in whatever decisions are made. I could do more damage than that. <laughs> <laughs> it seems reasonable when Zane phrases that way. Option number four. You're missing the whole point of democracy, argues a strange woman wearing a toga. Democracy is about equality. The best system of, rep is, of representation is sortition. Go back to the ancient way of doing things and pick representatives from among the common citizens through allotment. People who run for political office are usually untrustworthy and power-hungry. Randomly selected citizens will make for a far better decision than greedy politicians, even if they're a little incompetent. Lotocracy all the way. That's what? currently yeah. how we elect uh, jurors. Correct. And there doesn't seem to be any problem with... And in Zane Australia, <coughs> judges. Yeah, well, uh, and and Andrew Pollier as well. Mm. Well, you were talking, I mean, it was in the Patreon episode for those of us who didn't hear it, but um, Andrew was saying pretty much his dream was to uh, kind of spread out all the political power throughout his entire country, even just down to the individual Absolutely. persons. This yeah. feels like it should be not exactly what you were going for, but a good step in the right direction. This is a really interesting compromise between Andrew Pollier and Zane Australian ideals, because again, Zane Australian wants as many people involved in the governmental process as possible. But the fact that you can get people that just have no interest coming into it against their will is... Mm, I think you, you can always opt out. Yeah. There are always just like contingencies that you can say, like, I, like, I have a medical condition, I don't yeah. have time to spend yeah. governing. And it's, yeah. and it's, you know... Remarkably easy to get yourself out of the jury pool. You're randomly selected to be a part of it, but then you can say, "Look, I, you know, I cannot get the, the time off work, and my here's a letter from my employer saying, yeah, this absolutely cannot cannot happen, um, and I don't want to do it.' Or there's a medical condition, or even once you get into the into the court, there can be reasons uh, there why you would be dismissed. So even if your employer didn't, and you know, they said, "Okay, you you should do this and and go ahead," and you didn't have a medical condition or whatever. In the actual case itself, yeah, you may then report to the judge if you're selected as a mm -hmm. juror. You may say, "Hey, I have a history with you know, I know this guy, or yeah, you know, I, I have an uncle who was you know uh, um, incarcerated for something, or similar. I illegally and did some be, research, and you should get me off this." And case. you can be dismissed in all sorts of ways, so you could always opt out mm. at multiple stages. Um, downside, I'm, I'm very in, much in favour of this idea, but the downside is you don't get to really vet people in that no, sense, do you? you so, do like, I um, could be literally. Just an actual Nazi, and but now then I'm in. you could, yes, yes, you yes. Could be. But if you believe in the system of checks and balances that you have, a single voice cannot you know, yeah. change the the course of the entire nation. And but it could turn one village into Auschwitz. <laughs> <laughs> Probably I, I not. Mean, <laughs> Hopefully that, not. You need a lot of people complicit to create Auschwitz. Like yeah, it's not yeah. a one-person job. Um, Which is not to say that it's impossible. No, but. absolutely not. And when it comes to the incompetence card, Zane Australian citizens are very well educated yep. Yep. to start with. It, um, it, it just means with a lotocracy, you have no campaigning because nobody knows who's going to be elected. Yep. And corruption becomes more difficult 
because, because you don't know where to focus your your time. That's exactly right. Yeah. You don't know who to investigate, who to uh, you know tailor your your sort of package towards. It sounds goofy, but Zane Australia is actually quite for that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, what's option I'd five then? <clears throat> option number five is. Or we could just do away with this populist sham, sneers Sir Desmond Dunn, a landed gentleman. Do the teeming masses really need to complicate our lives? Institute a steep poll tax to keep the workers from voting. More taxes! (laughs) (laughs) And we won't be troubled by the greedy plebeians and their insatiable desire for more welfare. Cut the entire welfare budget while you're at it, and respectable people like us can have a nice tax cut. <laughs> so to be clear, you're looking at option four? Um, option... Oh, sorry, was that option four was the second last one? Not, not option the one four was the second last one with the lotocracy. Yep. Also, I don't mind three or two. Okay. I like That's honestly, I'm interested in your input. Um oh. So run them run them by again. Uh, option number one is uh, basically straight uh, two party system. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Which I don't think you want. Uh, I don't first, particularly want. I don't have parties. First past with. the post, I think is yep. what the what yes, the English call exactly it. Exactly yeah. right. Uh, option number two is uh, instant runoff. So that's the Australian okay. preferential system. Option number three is proportional representation. So if you get some votes, you have that many votes worth of power in the Senate or the Which Congress. makes sense. Absolutely. It's not a terrible yeah, option. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, option number four is the lotocracy. And option number five is uh, in, institute a steep poll tax so only the rich can <laughs> afford to vote. Yeah. Um, Doesn't sound very <clears throat> democratic. Also, in Zane Australia, there isn't a big gap between rich and poor, so I'm, I don't well, know what, apart from like putting more taxes in. It's never too late to jam that wedge in. <laughs> True. Uh, I mean, with the view of cutting my taxes down, that's not my option at the moment. I'm probably leaning towards, yeah, two, three, or four. It's kind of. Let's do it, lotocracy. Lotocracy? Yes. What do you think? I have no preference here. You have no preference. I think that was trash. You wanted to destroy me with this option. <laughs> yeah, but you could you could spend five veto points and make me institute a poll tax. No. Because <laughs> yeah, that's what Andy wants you to do. <laughs> if Andy wanted it, he'd make you do it. Because then yeah. he has seven points more than you. No, I just, <clears throat> I have no strong feelings with any of these options because I don't think any of them are really the right answer. So, okay, so you don't think that preferential is better than a lotocracy? Literally, like, oh, just being called up. Preferential's, I mean, I guess it's technically better, but it's not, I don't have no strong feeling. I think your, system, your current system is pretty okay as is. Well, my current system is preferential I believe yeah so it's I don't feel like you were doing anything that was too crazy that would negate this vulnerable to the Black Acreians mm. mm. Black Acreians <laughs> uh, and option number three proportional representation no I didn't like that one you didn't like that one no. why didn't you like that one I just feel like you're giving a voice to some real stupid people at the same time and they need to earn their voice <laughs> by getting votes sure <laughs> I don't get it no, but okay fine. I'm gonna go lotocracy yeah good that's what I wanted you to do Okay, this is because what I wanted. I to genuinely do. think it's the worst option on the table, bar five, and I'm glad you're taking it without any veto points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some members of parliament are illiterate. That seems weird. Uh, government simplifies political process. Uh, state schools shine in latest rankings. Uh, voters alert 
and engaged. Our new policies sortition parliamentarians. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Randomly selected. Uh, postcards from Zane Australia. Department of Oversight. Clamp down on political freedom. Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, biggest ups. Oh, no. This is a bad choice. Uh, corruption up 18%. What? Hell? Yeah, I don't know. Crime, 1.3. Because Everything you else... let the freaking Nazis in. I told you. Because because anybody without being vetted gets in. That was just, while I, I like the idea in a sense that it does give a voice to the common person, it also gives the voice to the common person. So that's its own <laughs> downfall. <laughs> um, biggest downs is ideological radicality at 15.3%. Um, then we have political apathy down at 3.4. Oh, okay, so uh, people are more engaged. Safety down 1.8, and then everything else less than 1%. Taxation is down 0.13%. Boo, way to, way to <laughs> sell out in the last... Bit of the <laughs> I have an issue which I have not proofread, but I believe Andrew will have a lot of strong feelings about. We'll see. Eminent domain, inherent right or daylight robbery? Get rid of it. <laughs> Can't take people's stuff. It's their stuff. This Buy it, but not with their own money. I just had the same money. argument with you on the Patreon episode <laughs> yeah. about the airports doing yeah. the same thing. Okay. A furious debate over eminent domain or compulsory purchase, the government's right to take a citizen's private property without permission, has erupted after the government evicted hundreds of people from their homes to make ways for a new shopping complex and bypass. Oh, got to have bypasses. Yep. Everyone needs a bypass. <laughs> Sorry, only three options. Eminent domain, more like outright theft. Theft? Theft. Threft. Cries Natalie. Oh no, that's a foreign name. <laughs> Nat Navratilova. Sure. Natalie, uh, whose house was bulldozed. They took away my home. I have to move everything in my life somewhere else because of the whims of a fruitcake city town planner. It's lunacy. This blatant power abuse mustn't be allowed to continue. The government should require explicit permission before taking private property. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And what's and what's what's a better permission than uh, than your consent on the on the bill of sale? Yeah. I'm I don't disagree. Yeah, absolutely. Option. It's it it is theft. Even if you're you know proposing to compensate someone, it is theft to say, okay, you can no longer have this, and I'm going to give you this amount of money for it. What if would you say it was theft? Let's say like the actual value of the house was half a mil, and the government's like, you're out. Here's a mil. Would you call it, consider that theft because they've now grossly profited off this decision? Seb, it wasn't clearly, a choice, but they profited. You're missing the vibe here because it's about it's about your memories and your house and your family and your desire. I'll take a million dollars. To fine, you can do that. You can also do that in a voluntary system. No, where, force, where, me, where some, <laughs> force me up the tax bracket. All right, but you still have to. Okay, if you if you own your home and you're going to mm. get a million dollars for it, now you don't have anywhere to live. But you got a million dollars. Yeah, which you're just going to you can have go on to, a vacation to Hawaii and come back and then find a place to live. That's how much money you have. 
I imagine Hawaii is cheap. Well, the whole the whole point of eminent domain and and fair compensation is that you could get a place of you know similar similar. I know. Uh, I'm just giving my uh, example. My quality government would and, overpay and, and other and other circumstances. Yeah. Option two, you can't be serious. Objects Wayland Tin, a city planner. You've got to have a. You've got to have bypasses. Eminent <laughs> domain's essential. Without it, we'd have to pay for the property that we're stealing. Our expropriating and that would mean lots of boring paperwork and be much more expensive if we really need to build something say a bypass to ease congestion do you really want that to be stopped because one person says no we need eminent domain to let world america make progress in fact we could cut costs even more if we didn't have to pay compensation wow he's super out (laughs) because he's just (laughs) what if we just took it (laughs) it's just ours um uh, yeah, I mean, you've don't, already got slavery. Don't start mm. planning until you secure the rights to do with the Why land. Why don't you give you rights, wish? the exact same rights that you give people, mm. said America. <laughs> this is an incredible issue. Do we have this in Australia out of reference? Can the government just be like, my land? That's what the movie The Castle is all about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the vibe, man. <laughs> Stop saying it's the vibe. <laughs> it is the vibe. Final option. It's Marbo. <laughs> I do believe we should retain our right to eminent domain, says Botris Chen, your Minister of Miscellaneous Amenities. But to use it for private industry is just immoral and corrupting. We ought to only use eminent domain for the purpose of building public utilities like hospitals, schools, and car parks. Which will then be auctioned off for private companies to maintain and. Yeah, but in a neat way where it's fine. Organize and um, manage. I'm going option one. Um, Good. Yeah. That's fair. Like if you if if you are like we're gonna build an overpass, maybe just build a tunnel instead, my dudes. You know, <laughs> maybe just go underground you rather than realize you s- really s- far still under. Okay. Really deep. There's like just make a volcano. Yeah, and then when everything's cleared out, just build over the top of the lava flow. Uh, eminent domain has been abolished. Uh, World America's economic ratings went up from very strong. To thriving. Ooh. Uh, I've got the Island of Many Hills and the Skyward Banners. Um, oh, um, blah, skip the things, whatever. 20% up. Wealth gaps. Eh? I guess rich people aren't being forced to sell their houses anymore to build sure. poor people houses. Ideological radicality up 17. Charmlessness and economic freedom up 7. Average income of the rich up 6. Rudeness up 4. And then whatever. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Let's start the downs. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, 11% down, income of the poor. Black market down 16, IT down 16, income equality down 17, insurance down 19, agriculture down 22, pizza delivery down 30, beverage sales down 100%. I'm gonna put an asterisk there. <laughs> Furniture restoration down 102% and trout fishing down 106%. They all just went up so much last episode. Well, that's, yeah. So the asterisk is, Last episode, the Patreon special, my beverage sales went up twenty four and a half thousand percent from because whatever of the I did. Construction of a new airport. Yes, and and my furniture restoration and trout fishing also went up in the thousands of percent. Yes. I can't remember the exact numbers though, but it was yeah twenty four and a half thousand percent up for beverage sales. So yep. that's far. Oh, no, good. It, it means all these industries were reliant on people being being burgled. Oh no, it went back exactly to where it was prior. Yeah, so you it went up that much and then it's immediately dropped back down to where it was. Because it was it was twenty four thousand percent higher than where it was, but now you just lost all of it. Yep. (laughs) Good. Wait, so but he only lost a hundred percent, not twenty four thousand percent. But how does 
But 24,000 is more than 100. Yeah, he's still got 23,900%. But bricks are heavier than feathers. It's fine. It's, I'm furious now. I, I, those results don't really make a lot of sense. They do not. No. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess you could argue that, oh, because it, wasn't, it wasn't a bypass. It was a bypass oh, and, and, a, and a shopping, shopping center. center. Oh, so, so they punished me more for the shopping center than they have. So retail the took a hit. Yep. Yeah. Well, I've got an issue flooding the market. Recent floods devastated low-lying areas and the affected areas are only just starting to recover. Now, news is emerging that during the disaster, many local retailers were found to have significantly elevated prices for basic necessities such as water, blankets, flashlights, and Matsutake mushrooms. Ooh. The sheer nerve, gasped disaster survivor and multi-millionaire actor Barbie Henderson, who is wearing nothing but an old potato sack to elicit sympathy. After we've lost everything, these predators have the nerve to profit from human suffering. These price gouges didn't care how much they were hurting people, so the government must care. Fix prices in place for the duration of any disaster and shut down any store that refuses to comply. Shut it down. An awful idea. Ban them all. Price controls. Ban everything. Mean shortages. Ban money. (laughs) Ban people. Just Uh, ban the government. Yeah. Yeah. Ban. A, a government-imposed government ban. Ban buildings. Good. I'm glad we got there. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you have such strong opinions about you know, alleged price gouging. Prices, prices are how markets determine rationing to, to where it's most needed. Yeah. Right? So if there is a, there is a flood, presumably you know, transport routes have been affected as well, it's now more expensive to resupply the water and flashlights and other things that this guy was buying. So he's merely Correct. responding to, to the circumstance. You can't fix the prices because he's just not going to sell I just them. think it's been too long since we've had a good old ban. No bans. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, fixing prices in place isn't enough, argues charity worker Finn Parker Vaka Vaka Vaka. There's only a few Vaka Vakas in there. Okay. Pushing aside the disaster victim so he can take centre stage. Retailers can set whatever price they want throughout the year but during times of disaster, they should be forced to discount basic necessities for the sake of human kindness. These big companies can easily afford a temporary loss, and this way, disaster victims don't have to choose between bread and batteries. Also a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, I, it's not ideal. No, it just complicates everything. Number three. If they don't f- like the free market, they shouldn't be living in Andropolia, snaps Megamart CEO got a point. L- Lauren Vonnegut, phoning in from her beach condo in sunny Manamana. Look, our primary moral and legal responsibility is to our shareholders. Our price, our, our prices are our own business. But hey, if the government is so desperate to give stuff for free to disaster victims, why don't you just buy stocks from us? We'll even give you a bulk discount for goods near the expiry date. And that way everyone wins. Andropolia. It's a bad idea <laughs> to have government you know, buying stuff and distributing. But of those options so far, that's probably the most preferable that... Uh, you know, it would only be exercised in disaster relief. They're still, you know, the free market is still setting setting the prices and everything. But you know, I would just prefer the government not not be involved in that. Yeah, I mean, how many options are there here? There's one more. Okay, power to the people. Potatoes for the proletariat. Chance pro communist speaker Rodrigo Cox, whose father is said to own half of Penguin County. I ask you, why isn't the government mass producing and storing long life foodstuffs? in order to distribute them for free during these times of crisis and national emergency. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not? Now, that's a bad idea because that's taking what number three does, 
but you know, establishing a new production line for things that already exist. That's it. Ban long life foodstuffs. Yeah, don't need them. If you don't have them, you can't complain when you don't got them. There's, there are no good options here. I'm unless there's a veto coming. I'm going to go with option three. But can I say that is still subpar? Still subpar. Price, price is necessary to reflect the scarcity of things. And a disaster comes along, it it changes the situation, the the, the circumstances very quickly. And you need price shocks in order to reflect that. Because all of a sudden, everything's different. You can't get water and batteries as easily as you could. And you need to have it rationed out. Yes. By way of, you know, prices that reflect their their scarcity. Or... It's an important mechanism. Banning. No. Oh, come on. No vetoes. Excellent. We are going with the government uh, buying essentially near expiry... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, food stuffs. The government response to disaster victims starving for bread is to let them eat stale cake. Mm, let them eat stale cake. <laughs> the Anthropology Sentinel reports economic growth exceeds forecasts. School bans chess is too confrontational. Chamber of Commerce applauds government initiative. And Anthropology wins international attention. The good kind. Retail industry is up 16%. Lifespan up 6%. What? Oh, we are we are dangerously close to forty three years old. Forty seven, thank you very wow. much. We are approaching fifty. Uh, business subsidization unfortunately up five percent. The economy up four, as is the human development index. Average disposable income up three, so that's fantastic. Uh, niceness up two and a half. Pacifism and compassion up two percent, as is manufacturing. Health up one and a half, and safety up one percent. These Interesting. are terrific. Terrific yeah. uh, uh, results. Uh, taxation down half a percent. Weaponization down one. Obesity down two. And the death rate down three percent. Success. We are winning. Andropoli is winning with its policy of... And once again, eventual you care. all started out the episode with <laughs> threats of vetoes left and right and not one was spent the way it should until be. Until next episode. <laughs> I hope not. So, that has been us for another episode. Uh, Join us next week for another set of political issues and discussion around them. Maybe, maybe not. Always. Until then, I have been Chancellor Zancy Weber of the National Council of Australia, twirling forever towards the future. I've been Sebastian of the United States of World America. Uh, The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. I've been Andrew Shostad, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. Till next time, gentlemen. My name is Serena. I have just started a new podcast called Love Stranger. It's all about interactions with strangers, uh, random passings, ways that people have affected people uh, drastically. We talk about everything from guardian angels to people who were just really, really kind to people who were just absolutely kind of nuts. It's a great time. Uh, You get to hear some really beautiful stories, some really heartwarming ones, some really what the f ones so please join me then uh they'll be releasing every friday and i hope to see you then except i won't see you because it's a podcast it's a podcast, it's a podcast. <laughs>
of That's Not Gun in Productions podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.